welcome to the Sermons Podcast, a ministry of Vienna Assembly of God, located right here in Vienna, Virginia. We're so glad you've joined us today. Hope you enjoy today's sermon. Thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you for being here today. And I am looking forward to getting into the word of the Lord uh, together. I um, invite you to turn in your Bible, if you want to, to John chapter 15. If you have your Bible with you or on a phone, we will be reading from John 15 at first, and then a little bit later we'll be over in Matthew, and I'll give you that text when we get there. But John 15, verses 3 through 5, Jesus is speaking, and he says, Um, Actually, I'm at verse 4, sorry. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches, those who remain in me, And I in them will produce much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. In following God's call to us to flourish in 2021, we started our first Sunday this year in January reading from John 15. And I want to circle back to that today and explore this idea of abiding in Jesus a bit further. Jesus made it crystal clear. We cannot do anything apart from him. This passage in John is set toward the end of Jesus' time on earth, leading up to the night of his betrayal, his crucifixion, and then his glorious resurrection and ascension to heaven 40 days later. The disciples had been following Jesus at this point for around three years. They had many experiences with Jesus that gave context and grit to this notion of abiding in him. What does abiding in Jesus look like for us in 2021? If we accept the premise that the only way to flourish, which God has called us to flourish in 2021, if we accept that premise that the only way to do that is to abide in Jesus, and I certainly do, it's really important then for me to think about what it means to abide in Jesus embodied practices that help me to abide include scripture reading prayer meditation worship confession fellowship and gathering with the community of god's saints i am currently reading rich Velotta's book the deeply formed life and he adds these compelling practices for our consideration contemplative rhythms, racial reconciliation, 
interior examination, sexual wholeness, and missional presence. We may do a study together in this book later in 2021. The embodied practice that God is leading us into at this moment, this congregation, is racial reconciliation. And as I said last week, as we treat racial justice and racial reconciliation as a discipleship practice, a formational part of abiding in Jesus, it is going to impact all areas of our lives and all aspects of our formation in Christ. So I invite us to kind of sit with that reality, see this as, as an invitation to abide in Jesus and to follow him with courage. And so I'm hoping that as many as possible will join us in this learning opportunity coming this Wednesday. Invite your friends, your family, the ones you've been having conversations with that don't have easy answers. <laughs> and we're looking for what do we do? This is a moment that God has designed for us to be able to do the next thing. But as today's title says, sometimes when God calls us forward, we might be taking a risk. Maybe it's a radical risk. I don't know. It turned out that it's a little more radical than I realized because just trying to promote it on social media got us flagged. So it might be a little radical, but we're going to keep following Jesus. So abide in me, Jesus said. Let's look at one of the experiences that the disciples had with Jesus that gave them a sense about what this would, might look like, this reality of abiding in him. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 8. And we are going to start at verse 18 and read through verse 27. So the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 8. Let's read together. When Jesus saw the crowd around him, he instructed his disciples to cross to the other side of the lake. Then one of the teachers of religious law said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus replied, Foxes have dens to live in, and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place even to lay his head. Another of his disciples said, Lord, first let me return home and, and bury my father. But Jesus told him, Follow me now. Let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. Suddenly, a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. Jesus responded, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he got up and rebuked the wind and waves, and suddenly there was a great 
calm. The disciples were amazed. Who is this man, they asked. Even the winds and waves obey him. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, I pray for your anointing on this word today. I pray that you open our hearts and minds and ears to hear what you're saying and anoint me to speak it out. In Jesus' name, amen. This story is told in all three of the Synoptic Gospels. It was a formational experience. And it is told all in all three Gospels on purpose because it is a metaphor for following Jesus. It is a metaphor for us of what it might mean when we take that radical risk of saying, I am going to abide with Jesus. And so I want us to look through it and see what God is saying in this story, what we can learn. I think it's really interesting that we need to understand, first off, the disciples were doing exactly what Jesus told them to do. He said, cross to the other side of the lake. So they got in the boat and were getting ready to do what Jesus told them to do. Now, Matthew gives us a couple of other things that happened before, like Jesus is leaving the building, so to speak. Here's all the crowds, but it's time to go. His entourage has already gone and gotten into the boat. He is on his way to join them, and a couple of people stop him along the way. One of them, a teacher of the law or a scribe, is saying, teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus tells him, here's the cost. Here's the cost if you're going to follow me. Then the, the story, the narrative doesn't tell us if he decided to come along or not. That's a really interesting point. It's left open for us to consider. What if you are saying to Jesus, I am ready to do everything you call me to do. And Jesus comes back to you and points out, have you thought about this element of what it would mean? Have you considered this particular risk? And we are going to have to think that through and decide, are we really willing to fully follow Jesus? Abide in me, he says. Abide in me. If he's calling us to go somewhere and we're staying instead at a distance, then our, we're not abiding. The, not, the other person that came up to him says, let me first return home and bury my father. Now, there's a lot of commentary on the cultural realities of this and all of that. But for today, I want us to just think in terms of it saying, let me pay the respect to my family my co-workers, the, the people that aren't quite ready to make this commitment. Let me hang back a little bit, try to see what I can do with them. And Jesus says, why did he shift to spiritually dead? He says, follow me 
now. Follow me now. Let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. There comes a point where you just have to say, I'm going to abide in Jesus. I'm going to follow him where he is calling me, even if my family doesn't come along, even if my neighbors won't do it with me, even if my peers at school won't do it with me, even if my friends and, and um, the people I hang out with on social media, even if they're not coming, I'm going to abide in Jesus. Jesus said, follow me now. Then he joins them, the disciples, that are doing exactly what he told them to do, gets in the boat with them, and they start across the lake. He was in the boat long enough to get comfortable and fall asleep. So however long that took, they are crossing the lake, and a storm comes up. And here's what I want to kind of camp out on here for a few minutes today. Some of you have had an experience like this. You did exactly what Jesus told you to do. You are in the place he told you to be. You are moving along the path he told you to move. And he is with you. You are with him. You are abiding with Jesus. And our mindset wants to say, once we've gotten all that figured out, we should have smooth sailing. Everything should go good. The favor of the Lord should be upon me. He knows the plans he has for me, and I'm going to prosper, and all this good stuff should be happening to me. It should just be from glory to glory to glory to glory, and all things are good. And there is a reality of our inner life going from glory to glory to glory in God, in abiding with him. But that is not the same as everything going good. That is not the same as not facing storms. And even when you have taken the job that God told you to take, married the person <laughs> that God told you to marry, doing, going to the school that God told you to go to, you know you are doing the thing that God told you to do. I want to encourage you today to know there's a storm in your future. It's going to happen. But Jesus is with you. And he is the one that the winds and the waves do obey. He is the one that will take care of you. But we have to not give up. We have to not suddenly change course and decide, I must have been wrong. Because if I was doing what God told me to do, I wouldn't be dealing with this storm especially when we're doing what God is telling us to do, there are times we are going to face the storm. It's a radical risk to fully abide in Jesus. As we are entering this time of commitment to listen and to go to work regarding racial reconciliation
there is some risk involved. There is the chance of being misunderstood. There is the chance of us saying the wrong thing sometimes. There is the chance of feeling the boat rocking and trying to make sure that we don't get off course. And I want to call us to understand that there's no safer place to be if we will allow ourselves to follow Jesus and if we will allow him to carry us through that storm. It's scary when the storm comes. The disciples were afraid and shouting and saying, Jesus, don't you care? Don't you see what's happening here? But if we will commit our life to following him and abiding in him, going where he tells us to go, doing what he tells us to do, He's going to carry us through that storm as well. I don't know what storm you may have faced. It, it's, sometimes it's um, if you've made a stand on social media and then you're having to deal with those who strongly disagree with you. Unfortunately, a lot of other stuff gets thrown into the mix besides just really following Jesus. And so you have to kind of sort through all of that stuff. But I am convinced that as we do that, we, God is going to use that to form us into a people that show forth his glory. That scripture that we read in Ephesians that says that it is God's plan to show that he has brought all people together into one and to, and to show his glory to the principalities and powers. We are fighting against more than just flesh and blood. There are principalities and powers that want to suppress and oppress people and want to divide and cause strife and division. And we are going to overcome that as we follow Jesus. As we follow Jesus. In this story, on the, when they got to the other side of the lake, we didn't read that part, but the next thing that happens in all three Gospels is they meet out, they, they've already been set free from that storm. They get to the other side of the lake, and now they meet another storm of a demon-possessed person. And Jesus, of course, calms that one too. I am sorry if that is a discouragement to you to think that you would have to keep meeting storm after storm after storm, but if, I want you to be encouraged to understand those storms are there. But I want to be where Jesus is in the storm. You see, as they were leaving in the Gospel of Mark, it says as they were on that boat, they were leaving the crowds behind. Some of those in that crowd 
as Jesus had said, follow me now. They had been called to a deeper commitment in Jesus. They had been called to follow him more closely. And yet now here they were on the shore because they did not take the step to follow Jesus. I remember going through this passage once and just coming to the realization. I would rather be in the middle of the storm with Jesus than to be one of the ones in the crowd left behind. I want to abide in Jesus. I want to abide in Jesus. And I want you to understand today, yes, it's prayer and and reading your scripture and, and daily communion with him, but it's also obedience. It's also going where Jesus told you to go, when Jesus told you to do it, the way he told you to go, being on the path, obeying him. That's how we're going to truly flourish in 2021. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for calling us forward. You see us right where we are. (laughs) And you know what you've called us to. And we want to be a people that gets in the boat with you. We want to be a people that goes where you tell us to go and abides in you no matter the cost. No matter what we have to leave behind, no matter what comforts we have to give up. We want to follow you. And I pray for this congregation that you will help us to do that in every way, in every way. Thank you, Lord. I want you to think for a moment as you stay in this attitude of prayer. What feels risky to you right now? What feels risky right now? Is it loss of income? Is it loss of relationships? Is it loss of status or reputation? There is a cost to abiding in Jesus. But it is so worth it. Because we really can do nothing without him. And all those other things, if we're off doing that without obeying him, they aren't going to last. I'm asking you to offer that thing up to him. And if you, if you would help you in a more concrete response to 
share with me what what you're saying. I'm going to follow you in this, Lord. Then text me, email me, let me know. But we are trusting God together, and we are going to flourish in this year in new ways.